Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's scripture reading is Genesis chapter 49 verse 1 to chapter 50 verse 26. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. After the death of Jacob, Joseph's brothers are afraid that there would be nothing standing in the way of Joseph enacting revenge against them. They come and pledge themselves to Joseph to be his servants, and thereby fulfilling the dream God gave Joseph. Joseph reassures them with some of the most profound words ever uttered. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about it that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Joseph doesn't ignore what they did. He acknowledges their evil actions and intents. He doesn't sweep it under a rug. He doesn't say no big deal. But behind their evil, he sees God's good hand. Because Joseph sees himself first and foremost a servant of God, he doesn't need revenge. He's just thankful he's been used by God. If we really understand that God's plans are not derailed by others, we don't have to be ensnared by bitterness when bad things happen to us. We can just be expectant about what God is going to do. I'm not suggesting in any way that we should not care when evil is done to us, nor should we ignore wrong things that have been done. I'm just suggesting that what is most important for us is where our focus is. Where do we focus our attention and energy? Do we dwell on the wrong that's been done or the good that will be done? Someone may hurt and wound us, but God may use our forgiveness of them and the lessons we learn about grace to teach and encourage others. God may use our pain today to help us comfort others tomorrow. We don't know, and we don't have to know. What we're certain of is that God always takes what others meant for evil, and God means it and uses it for good. If we really believe that, then we can do nothing but be expectant, be looking to see what God is going to do no matter what we go through. As we think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage today, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? I want us to spend a minute and look at how Jacob described God to Joseph in his prayer. Jacob calls God the Mighty One of Joseph. He's reminding Joseph that everything Joseph has accomplished has been done by God through Joseph. Jacob says that God cared for Joseph as a shepherd. He says that God was the stone of Israel, that is, the rock, the foundation for Joseph and for all he's done. He tells him God is the God of Joseph's father, that is, just as God had been faithful to Jacob for all his life, so he would be faithful to Joseph. It was a reminder that God had been faithful to Joseph before he was even born. He calls God the Almighty, El Shaddai. 
He's the one who was at work through everything and at all times. God's not just mighty, Jacob says. He's almighty. The second question I want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? Reuben and Simeon and Levi do not receive blessings because of previous actions in their life. Reuben defiled Jacob's concubine, and Simeon and Levi took it upon themselves to enact revenge. In both cases, they sought preeminence. In both cases, they depended on themselves and acted against God's will. Now, there's grace for sinners, but that grace does not negate the consequences for sin. There's never a point when God is done with us, but sin can forfeit our enjoyment of God's best. Reuben's descendants would soon disappear from the records of history. The only time they would again be featured prominently in the Bible was when they led a spiritual rebellion in number 16. The tribes of Simeon and Levi were scattered so that they would not be able to try to dominate like they did in Genesis. The lesson is clear. Unless sin is dealt with, it won't go away. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? The book of Genesis ends with a lot of forward motion. The blessing is moving forward. See, the blessings of God were never for an individual, even though they were enjoyed by individuals. The blessings of God were always moving forward. We've seen the promises of God throughout the book of Genesis pass from father to son, from Abraham to Isaac, and Isaac to Jacob, and Jacob to his sons, most prominently Judah and Joseph. We've seen them pass from one person to another. God's blessings are always to be moving forward in our lives. We need to always see ourselves as channels of God's blessing and not the receptacles of God's blessing. The end of Genesis, also we see this forward motion in the way it looks forward. Joseph dies, but even in his death, he is looking forward to the fulfillment of God's promises. He makes his brothers promise that they will bring his bones back to Canaan from Egypt. Joseph knows that death does not stop the promises of God. Here are the sons of Jacob, not in the land of Canaan that was promised to them, but in Egypt, recovering from a time of famine. But the book of Genesis ends on a note of hope. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, God's people always have hope. Nothing can stop our hope. We know that for those who are in Christ, not only does death not stop the promises of God, Because Christ won the victory over death, death is the avenue through which we enter into the full promises that God has for us. As God's people, we need to make sure that no matter where we find ourselves, no matter the situation, no matter the place, we hold on to the hope and the grace that God has given us in the promise that has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Today we reach the end of Season 2 and the end of the book of Genesis. But we're going to be back on June the 7th with something a little different. Season 3 of Sanctified in Truth is going to focus on prayer. I look forward to learning about prayer with you as we see how prayer is instructed in the Bible. We look at prayers of the Bible and think through why God has given us prayer. In the meantime... 
If you want to catch up on season two episodes that you miss, or perhaps you didn't get to listen to season one and John, this would be a good time to catch up on those. But in the meantime, may everything you say and everything you do seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Use me anytime.